everyone, Dave and Jeff. It is February 12th, 2020. We're a couple days before Valentine's Day, and Jeff doesn't know it, but I have a game besides the, the game we normally play at the end of how old are they and how much are they worth. I have a game for you about who would you rather? Fuck, Mary kill? Nope. Oh! Got, who would you rather fuck, basically? Oh, I'm in. 100%. I know you are. So I got a list I'm of I'm good them. at this game. <laughs> it's hard to lose. Some are fun. Some want to make you throw up. All right. But you got to answer every one of them. So that's coming up later on in the show. I'll go all in. Dave, I, I tell you what, it's been a pretty crazy day, and it's a day that the theme throughout the day has been being a dad. Okay. Being a dad and what it means to be a dad and all of these different things. And so since we were here, whatever night I was here, Monday night, Monday I guess. Night. God damn, two nights ago. It feels like six weeks ago. <laughs> Been a lot of shit going on. Um, I said to you that my goal was to get my stone, uh, my sons into the Rolling Stones yeah. concert. I wanted to go. And I was saying to some friends that when Jack and Cade were little, they, did, they didn't really watch shows like Thomas or anything like that. And I, I'm always hesitant to say stuff like that because it sounds really douchey, right? Yeah, you know, my kids didn't watch anything. I had them watching, uh, you know, Garage Network where they were rebuilding transmissions. No, it wasn't anything like that. <laughs> uh, they they watched the whole history of uh, Thailand. They knew the whole way. They knew how to weave a basket. They didn't do any of that shit. I just, look, I was there and I got bored by kids shows. Yeah. So we watched. That's what happened to me. Yeah, we watched Watch the the re the real bros of semi semi valley, dude. I can't think. <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God, those guys are <laughs> they are the fucking best. Oh my gosh, I I just yes. fired through everything yesterday, dude. When that guy wants to fight that little kid, yeah, I, I can't breathe. <laughs> I cannot breathe. It's the best. I'm so dumb. I fall for those guys every time. And that oh, who writes that show? Amazing. Okay. I'm amazed you watch it. Oh, God, I love that dude. I watch it just for that dude to square off with that kid all the time. When I watched it, I was Jeff, um, Josh is the one that told me you watch it. Yeah, I love I it. I go, Jeff watches the show. I'm shocked to hear that you watch I that show. Can't, I watch it for that one kid who yeah. is just my absolute <laughs> kryptonite. The funniest goddamn guy ever. I would book that guy in the garage, and I swear I couldn't breathe. He's a, yeah. Forget Joaquin Phoenix. That's the greatest actor on the planet. That's it. Right there. Uh, <laughs> you want to go with your little baby hands? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that. It's so stupid, and I cannot breathe every time he wants. And all the girls get upset. Yeah. What's your problem? And he just stares at that kid. Oh, stop it. I will be fucked up all night. Um, No, my kids, when they were... Uh, little, yeah. there were concert videos that we watched. And one of the videos that they watched all the time was a one-hour Tim McGraw concert. And just over and over and over, they watched it. And so uh, when we go to L.A. or yeah. anywhere else, we'll often buy a CD. And we'll buy a CD, and that'll be kind of our soundtrack of the weekend. Well, about a year ago, we bought Luke Combs. And just because that song, cool. When It Rains, It yeah. Pours, and he talks about ditching the chick and winning the lottery, and it's just funny. And uh, Tim McGraw and Luke Combs are coming to SoFi Stadium. 
And we had said, I go, you know what, man? That may be a really fun show. We've never done anything like yeah. that. We want to go to that new place. And then I find out about the Stones. So I said to them, hey, shit, man, I can't do both. Like, we, sorry. And they're like, God, okay, yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> well, yesterday I get an email, and it's like, hey, here's your pre-sale code, and McGraw tickets are on sale right now. Look in. And I find four tickets for 75 bucks, and I buy them. Really? So September 4th, we're going cool. to see two bands I've never heard of, Luke Combs and uh, and Tim McGraw. Yeah. Labor Day weekend. Luke Combs is great. Yeah, new stadium up yeah. there that they've watched be built, and it's really fun. And so then we get to today when the Rolling Stones pre-sale starts. And I've talked to Bernie about this. i talked to Dan Williams about this today. When Pearl Jam tickets went on sale, there was one pre-sale code. Everybody got in, unless you'd been a longtime member of their fan club like Bernie. You got early access. But if you've been a fan for 20 years, you deserve it. Yeah. When the Who tickets or Paul McCartney, everybody got a pre-sale and you went in and you bought yesterday, Tim McGraw. Able to buy tickets, find them, and go. The Stones really fucked a lot of people over today. Because they had three different pre-sales going at the same time, but we didn't all have access to the same tickets. So there was an American Express pre-sale going, there was a Stones fan club pre-sale going, and a SDCCU. And Dave, I did everything that I'd done for the other shows. When I logged in, you find out there's 2,000 people ahead of you. Oh, online. no way. And you go, shit. Well, finally, after like 20 minutes, I'm able to get in. And the only tickets available were either $500 or $99 in the back row of Qualcomm Stadium. And I was really just bummed out because I knew how much my sons wanted yeah. to go. I told you the story that at the Rose Bowl, when I was going to take one of my sons, my buddy kind of flaked on me. And uh, it just sucked, man. It's been a tough couple days at work, and it was all this shit. And all of a sudden, Dave, I don't know why, but I, I texted their mom. I go, look, I can't pay fucking $1,600 for Stones tickets. We're done. But I said, but I'm glad because we're going to McGraw and Luke Combs. Like half hour after that, I go, you know what? I'm just going to check it again. And I checked it again. And right when I hit enter, Loge 24 opens up. Wow. Which is straight across from the stage, 125 a ticket, and I got four. Okay. So my sons are in. And throughout the day, I've just been thinking about it. And I talked to him tonight, and I said, look, I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't know at age 12 that seeing Pearl Jam and seeing the Stones and Luke Combs and Tim McGraw, I don't know that you have a complete grasp on it. But I think when you look back when you're 17 or 21 or older in your life and you go, shit, man, when I was 12, my dad fucking took me to Pearl Jam and the Stones. I yeah. go, I think that's kind of fun. Uh, so that was really cool. And I talked to Steve Woods about it. I was talking to Bernie Wilson, who's taken his oldest son to it. Cool. Talked to Dan. And then tonight I, I talked to Walchef. And yeah. I talked to Sean, and I go, how you doing? And it's nothing but a gong show behind him. What are you talking about? In his house? Yeah. because oh, he has the little kids. He's got two of them. That's funny. And he goes, oh, I've tried to get these kids down. And I go, remember when they told you being a dad's the greatest thing in the world? He goes, dude, it's the greatest thing in the world. 
And so he and I had a great conversation for a while. And then, Dave, I called our friend Katie Temple. Yeah. And I said a couple of weeks ago that we had a friend really close to us whose father passed away, and it was Katie. And I've been thinking a lot about her because the connection that Katie and her brother Josh, who's a great friend, they have another brother who I've never met, and their parents had is the love of the game of golf. Yeah. And in 2016, when a lot of bad shit was going on, for me, uh, Katie was always cool and said, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee. Yeah. Let's go hang out. You tell her you don't drink coffee. <laughs> but we would go, and she told me this story that she took her dad to the Masters. She took her dad to the Masters a few years ago, and she said they just spent the day, a father and a daughter, yep. walking the course at Augusta, and they got the pimento cheese sandwiches. They did the whole thing. And she said to me back in 2016, she said, you know, we finished up lunch. And I said, hey, Dad, you want to go walk the back nine? You want to go here? What do you want to do? And she told me at that time, he looked at me with this just this great look. And he goes, nope, I'm good. And I go, fuck. And I told her tonight, like I told her then, I said, Katie, I said, I'm calling you tonight as a dad. I'm not calling you as your friend. I'm calling you as a dad. And I said, the one thing as a dad that I believe we all want is just to know that people dig our kids. Yeah. And I go, I'm sorry your dad's gone. I'll never tell you your dad lived a full life because Dave knows better than anyone that as a dad you want every minute of every day yeah. that you can have with your kids. And your dad passing away at the age of 79 to me is way too young. It's always too young. Yeah. And I said, but I can tell you this as a dad. I would think the amount of pride that he took in who you are, not on Channel 8 yep. or the NFL Network, just who you are 24-7, who your brother Josh is 24-7, has got to be the coolest thing that he did in his life, he and your mom. And uh, it just was crazy, man, like how the threat of the day was going to Pearl Jam in the Stones with my sons, talking to Sean Walchef, who's in the early stages of what we've all done, and hanging up and calling Katie yeah, and just telling her, shit, man, as a dad, like you're a gold medalist. Yeah. You are exactly who all of us would want as a kid. And then, uh, and then coming here and being in the garage or, you know, I just said, it's so crazy. Cause I miss seeing my buddy. I miss yeah. seeing him every day. I know you miss seeing him and, uh, just some other people that reached out that will tell stories about. Uh, over the next couple of months, man, it's been really wild, Dave, but how just the one threat of the day was fathers and yeah. their kids, and it's really been great, and I'm yeah. just incredibly thrilled and humbled to be part of that fraternity. You know, it's funny you brought up Sean's name, because the last, and I didn't say anything to Sean, if you, you saw my, I think I even posted it on even Twitter, and Twitter's more public to people that, that I don't know. They usually tell me to go fuck myself on a regular basis <laughs> oh, or whatever. Oh, said to tell you that tonight, yeah. too. I, <laughs> so thanks for thanks reminding for me. passing it on. Yeah. But usually, you know how it is. Facebook's more personal. Yeah. So in Instagram, to me, I always look at it a little more personal. It's more the people that I'm closer to that I know your face. Like, you can come up to me on, on the street and say, I follow you on Twitter, then say your name. I'll know your name just yeah. because... I read everything, whether you tell me to fuck off or not, which a lot of times I think it's hilarious. You know, I never get my feelings hurt. But, um, yeah, the last I had, a, I had a bad few days. You know, I had a bad day Saturday because we had tryouts for the high school team. Mm -hmm. And when I put my first high school team together at Benito in my second year, Jake was there, you know. Yeah. And it was Jake was there for when we put the, the winter ball team together. 
And so, you know, I'm looking up and at the baseball field at Benita, there's a, they put a flag up for Jake, a JP, a JP nice. sign. And then Jake has his own locker in the dugout. Yeah. And Josh was there, which is, is great. Makes things a lot easier. But when I'm at the baseball field, my life is a lot easier. Yeah. Like, everything goes away. Yeah, I miss Jake. I like being there a lot of times just by myself. Like, yeah. I don't mind cutting the grass by myself. I don't yeah. mind being there for three hours at a time. Stuff that I would never do at my own house. Getting in tribute videos in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Another story. Sorry. <laughs> Gonna, Different story. You gotta tell that one. Done. <laughs> so Fuck. Great. Oh my god. And then, um, and then on Sunday and Monday, we met with uh, you know law enforcement regarding Jake's case, which isn't final, and I can't can't discuss uh, the specifics of what's going on. That anyway, it takes a lot out of you. You yeah. know, it's bad. And I said to to Rita on I think it was God dang was it Monday Sunday or Monday? I said to her, "Here's the deal." What you hear on the show and when you see me on a baseball field, that's the only time my life is back to the old normal. Yeah. Otherwise, it never feels like it's normal. Yeah, right. And I and I said to my wife, I said, look, here's here's the deal. I honestly feel like in my 40s is I feel like I'm just waiting to die. Oh, fuck. Like, and it's wow. not it's not a don't feel bad for me thing. It's yeah. that that's how crappy it is not having Jake. Yeah. Figuring there's nothing to look forward to. It's hard to get up. It's hard to sit there and function. I've mentioned on the show, I've had major health problems since uh, Jake passed. So speaking of Sean Walchef, he reached out to me, God dang, about an hour ago, hour and a half ago. Oh, fine. And um, if you look at Sean Walchef, who's obviously very close to the show, means the world to us. He gets up every morning at four in the morning. because of the Sunrise gratitude. And he goes outside and it is fucking freezing. And he walks around. uh, He lives in the area now. And he walks around. I just sit there and go, "Shit, man, that's that's nuts to sit there and walk in the dark and and yeah. uh, order things are going." So I, I I text him and I said, "You know what? Um, I go if you start walking on the sidewalk, I'll fucking walk with you. But I'm not walking in the fucking field. Yeah, and shit. out there where he is by the coyotes. Yeah, where the coyotes and rattlesnakes start coming out in a couple months. I'm not doing that shit." And so he texts me an hour ago. He goes, "I'm holding you to it." Tomorrow nice. morning, six o'clock, I'll meet you at Mountain Hawk Park. Nice. <laughs> and, and, uh, he sent me a picture exactly where to meet him, and I said, "Dude, I'm in, man." Dude, and I, and I, I, as dumb as it might sound, it's the kind of thing I, I think I need to kind of get up and yeah. start the day, Fuck you know? Yeah. Because there's always going to be some reason not to sit there and get up and put your right. shoes on and start your day. Right. And so, uh, but no, I said start tomorrow when it's 43 degrees because I already looked it up. <laughs> um, but I'll, uh, I'm a, I'm a walk with our good buddy Sean, but. It's uh, it, it's funny. Jeff was talking about something happened, funny happened at Benita Vista. There's a, a coach that died at Benita Vista um, about a week and a half ago. He was a girl soccer coach. Mm. One of our good friends we used to work with and know really well. Her daughter played on that soccer team and really good guy. I've known the yeah. guy for years. He was uh, also a coach at East Lake High School and he was great to both my boys. It was always great to me. He was a really good friend with Adrian Gonzalez and um single guy didn't have uh didn't have a family never married didn't have any kids but really good guy the other day i didn't realize it. the girls first soccer game is basically right outside behind shortstop of our baseball field and i have my headphones in i'm cutting infield grass loud as shit and yeah. they're doing a whole moment of silence yeah and i'm looking at the video on facebook that people <laughs> yeah. are posting and i look like fucking forrest gump just on that fucking lawnmower <laughs> going back and forth like a complete fucking idiot Dip shit Ruining the entire fucking moment of silence like an asshole. It was so great because I see this video, our friend Kim <laughs> Gonzalez, who has been incredible and writes the nicest tribute to this coach. And and while I didn't know this gentleman personally, 
anybody who's played sports, you're impacted by coaches. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, oh, man, I'm so sorry for those yeah. girls and everybody, his friends and everybody else who got to go. And she goes, incredibly touching moment here today, our moment of silence. I go, wow, you know, this... For young kids to have yeah. this, like I, I watched, and Dave, I had just watched the video of Gianna Bryant's classmates singing the new Maroon 5 Memories song. Oh, wow. At their high school, and it gave me chills. Adam Levine had re put it out on Instagram, and it was just like, wow. he said on Howard Stern this summer that he wrote that song about his manager who died, and it's a very hard song for him to sing. Because the song Memories is written yes. for this guy. And then it's this loss. And I had just watched these girls that were remembering their friend Gianna Bryant singing that song. And now all of a sudden on my Facebook, here's these girls here doing a moment of silence for the coach. And I just, you know, you're feeling it. Yeah. And you go, oh, I want to see this. Even though I don't know the coach, I'm just kind of in that thing. And I turn it on. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> and you can even hear when I make the put the blade lower to cut the grass lower. Like, it gets louder. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm like, fucking. I go, how big's that field? Like, who's this guy in the background? Dude, right, and next right, thing I look, yeah. it's you going, oh shit, that's me cut the grass. I swear to God, Dave, I almost. Like where you go, I almost swallowed my tongue. I go, what the fuck? That's our brand. Oh, you dumb shit. I know. I didn't know. Oh my god, it was so. And Kim, who we love like family, yeah, just writes the ten crying laughing emojis and goes, God damn, did I need that laugh? You're the most clueless guy. Completely. Ever. Just drive it. Happy shit. With your, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh, that's me. I was like, God, dang it, you oh. asshole. It's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, it just, oh, were you dying? Uh, uh, oh, I was so embarrassed, dude. When, she, when I realized what, what was going on, I felt like the biggest asshole. Oh, it's so classic. It's only us. It was. If that wasn't you, it would have been me. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> How do we do this over and over again? But yeah, just and by the way, uh, we mentioned Steve Woods. Yeah, another guy right now in that early stages. It was Bo's second birthday yeah. the other day, and it just you just get it, man. You just get it. It's like I said to Katie, and and Steve will go through this, and Sean will go through this. At some point, there's a transformation where you change. From being Dave Palais to being Josh and Jake's son. It's and, my, or dad, dad excuse that's, me. That's my favorite thing. When people right. stop me to tell me about my kids, it's my favorite thing. Right. And and that's what I was saying to Katie tonight. I said it's a transformation yeah. that all the dads that when you were um, in elementary school and you'd go pick yeah. them up and you hear other people yell to your sons and, and Steve will get that. Steve will be the one guy that it'll bother. Like, all the rest of us love it. <laughs> He's the one threatening him with the baby ants. You want looking at me? <laughs> I worked on 94 night. You don't remember those days, bro? Um, but we'll get him through it, and at some point he'll uh, he'll be able to handle it. Dude, here's the deal with Woods. What? You fucking completely go after him last that in the last show. Yeah. 
goofing on him for his fucking career and playing Smashing Pumpkins. He completely goes after me today. <laughs> he told me. He, I talked to him tonight. What a dipshit. Because he lit up. He and Randy Jones, like, it has been the longest two days for me. And at about 520 tonight, I jumped on social media, just checking in, like, see if anything was going on that we needed to know. And Randy took a shot at Steve. <laughs> that was incredibly funny. And then Woods told Randy, this was good enough. He goes, next time I see you, I'm kicking you in the balls. <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> I told Randy's him, a treasure. I told him, I go, dude, he goes, that fucking guy. I don't need his shit. I'm taking him out. I was cracking up laughing. And then I go, hey, I'm going to see Palais. He goes, oh, yeah, I tore him a new one today. <laughs> I go, well, good. He needs it. What was he lighting you up about? He said, "Oh, I know, because you were giving me shit about the stones." Yeah, but then he goes into the Smashing Pumpkins line, like like you were the one ripping him from playing Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, fuck you! You lo- you listen to Luke Bryan." Luke Bryan, <laughs> and I was like, great. "I'm not even in the argument. Why are you picking on me? I'm not even doing no, anything." Because you said, "I'm happy," and I go, "Hey, man, this is great. I can't wait. I'm taking my kids to the stones." Yeah. And you go, don't show him that picture. Oh, that's the one. Yes. And then I said this to Bernie, and I said this to Steve tonight, too. I go, can you believe this moron <laughs> admits to the fact that he saw Barbara Mandrell when he was 12? And Bernie Wilson told me, he goes, fuck that guy. He goes, he likes Jason Aldean. I go, you know what? I, I don't. Actually, I don't. I, well, that's <laughs> probably a big shock. I would go see Luke Combs, though. I would. I would go to that one. Yeah, and then I said it to Woods, too. I go, can you believe Because we were saying, Steve told me a great story. We're, we were talking about shows that we wanted to see when we were 12. Yeah. You and I have the same thing. I wanted, I was still living in Minneapolis at that time. I think the kid's name was, I swear, Dave, I haven't thought about this kid in 100 years. I think his name was Brandon Halverson. And I, Brandon Halverson may be a guy who follows me on social media. They're like, <laughs> no, it wasn't me. But I swear, it feels like that was the kid's name. And we were about my son's age, about yep. 12. And Kiss no was coming to the Met Sports Center, former home of the North Stars. And my mom, you know, she fucking ruined I told you, Bobby the Brain Heenan was going. That's the craziest, best story of all time. That was going to go with me to the father's son banquet because I didn't have a dad, and that got shut down. <laughs> and then, uh, but like I said to what my, what was her reason for shutting it down? I, I have no idea. But I said to my sons tonight on the phone, I go, you know what? Take it easy on your grandma. It was really nice that after I tore my ACL, it was only 19 months later that I was able to have this surgery. My sons are dying. And I go, hey, you know what? She thought it was good advice when I broke my foot to have me walk on it. So, hey, hey, you win some, you lose some, right? But we Did were your gonna- mom not have insurance? What happened here? I don't know what her issue was. And, but the greatest revenge in the world is that she thinks my sons are perfect yes. and they light her up nonstop <laughs> about all of it. All of it. They send her videos. My mom gets motion sickness when you see the guys that are working on like the TV towers. Yeah. So my sons constantly send her videos. <laughs> Grandma, let's go do this. Oh. <laughs> they torture her and I couldn't take more pride in it 
but I wanted to go see Kiss. Yes. I was like 12. Stevie Woods told me tonight that his parents, he's got a great relationship. We see all the beautiful family pictures <laughs> when uh, they come and they visit Bo and it's great. Oh, he started thinking about it, and I swear he got a little heated tonight. Really awesome. When he was 12, he wanted to go see Metallica, and they shut that down. Really? And we all have it. Yeah. <clears throat> like, we all probably have one, except you, who got your dream of seeing Barbara Mandrell. <laughs> That's the only one they took me to. I wanted to see Kiss. Yeah. And Fuck. I, now, I don't think she, she didn't throw away. I still have... I've told you, somewhere I have a copy of Kiss Alive 2 that is signed by Peter Chris, Ace Fraley, wow. and Gene Simmons. And inside, Dave, there's a yellow piece of lined paper that, again, I had to be 9 or 10 years old, and it's got Kiss tattoos, uh, like yeah. the ones that, yeah. however you put them on, on there. Somehow i got to find a way to get Paul Stanley to sign this thing. And uh, maybe Weddle knows him. Who would know Paul Stanley? <laughs> Who can I cash in? Um, but I got to see him. Great American Music. Yeah. Bloomington, Minnesota. They signed it. But that's as far as I got. But she never threw, like my mom never threw <clears throat> records away. She didn't do cool. anything like that. She was just like, fuck no, you're not going to that show. <laughs> so for my sons. At you the couldn't age, get your brother to take you anything? Mm, fuck no. He was going to like Marshall Tucker Band. And <laughs> Pablo Cruz. <laughs> fucking guy was a complete disappointment. Right, Jackson Brown, running low. Like, what, what are you doing here? Kiss is coming. You don't want to hear Detroit Rock City? Oh, my gosh. My sister was four years older than me, and she used to find bands in Tennessee all the time. She would sneak out. Yeah. And I remember she saw R.E.M. And before they were oh, R.E.M. Oh, okay, got it. She saw, like, the outfield, you know? And she'd <laughs> yeah, come back and start yeah. telling me about these bands. I was like... I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. She, it's just like, what's the deal with you and, and listening to all this music that I've never heard of? Yeah. But then some of these bands would hit, like an R.E.M. would hit, and it just wasn't my thing. Our taste of music was so different. Well, my ex-wife's favorite story is I was, I don't know, San Diego. I was in high school, and my brother had tickets to see Asia. <laughs> yeah. And I said to them, well, that, I said to my brother, I go, well, that's going to be a great night. Four Chinese guys. Right, you do the, the completely racial, like Chinese music, and my brother's like, "What?" I go, "Well, have fun." <laughs> Four Asian guys, dee, 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 dee. and he's like, "They're from England." What the fuck are you talking about? I was like, "Oh, I didn't know." <laughs> but what's it do with the sound effects? <laughs> right, that's what I thought. I I was so convinced. That I had the story perfect. Yeah. And I didn't know shit. But I did like the, the couple of bars of uh, turning Japanese. I think I'm, you know. Yeah. Dee -dee 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 -dee. yeah. Oh, have fun. <laughs> oh, lucky you. Four tickets to see four Asian guys. Like, huh? <laughs> oh, that's going to be a great show. Probably did the slanted eyes oh, move. Did, just took it. Did the Uriel Guriel thing. Right. I mean, why not? Why not just completely just run the whole thing into the ground? And uh, it was great. That was great. Yeah. He's like, uh, they're from England. But as I remind him often, uh, I never bought tickets to see Asia. 
Yeah, you did. So while I was wrong in my initial assessment, at the end, you're the dick. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's it. But, yeah, I'm stoked, man. I really am. I am just, um, I think Pearl Jam is going to be great. They'll love it. With, Are you going to play a bunch of the music in the car when, with your kids yeah, getting ready they, for it? Look, if you're a Pearl Jam fan, there's a great documentary called Let's Play 2 about a weekend at Wrigley Field. Yeah. And, and while I'm not a Cubs fan, I just I love that whole area. Wrigleyville yeah. is so fun. And it's just they're talking to the business owners and the band, and it's great. But, yeah, man, I mean, they're at age 12 over a couple of months. They'll see uh, Pearl Jam. Then the next month, they'll see the Stones. And then a couple of months after that, we'll go up and see Luke Combs and Tim McGraw. Two, two bands, and even though they're 12, meant, meant a lot to them. And I'm taking their mom. And I'm taking yeah. their mom to those shows, too. And uh, just because while the divorce is done, I just, Dave, I don't know. I, I said to her and I said to my son, Cade, the other night, I said, look. I just don't want to be the guy going, hey, I, I'm taking the guys to the Stones. Why don't you stay home and, right? Pound watch, sand. Yeah, watch NCIS. Um, <laughs> watch NCIS, I, yes. I was just like, I, I think for my son's part of the whole memory, and she and I get along, fuck, we get along better. I told her today, I go, shit, I treat you nicer divorced than we did when we were married. And, uh, and she's great. She's super stoked, and she's excited, and uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. So I just, I'm glad that we get to do it. I'm glad I'm going with them, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And you know, they're looking forward to it. Like good. They're really excited. I know they're really excited. You know, right now in this town, obviously, people are starting to talk about uh, Aztec basketball, and I will remind you, I said back in September they would go undefeated. I will give you, hang on, don't, <laughs> hang on, don't skip over that. Don't skip over that because you did. Now, I, I've said to you a couple of times since. I don't know if you were fucking around. No, it's 100% serious. That was an insanely crazy call that you made, and you made it a couple of different shows. Now, I know part of why you were saying it was dismissing their schedule. Yeah. The the point behind it was dismissing their, like, hey, they don't play anybody. But, and I don't know how much you believed it if you honestly no, believe 100%. it 100 that's why i said it but like watching that team last night they looked good last night they did yeah and seeing them dave thanksgiving week when i didn't know a lot of the names but i was able to get in for six yeah. bucket six bucks a ticket yeah man no i i reluctantly will give you full credit on that you absolutely said on a handful of these shows that they were going to go undefeated and at 25 and 0 I mean, they're Mountain West champions tonight. Yep. I don't know if they're twenty-five and one or twenty-six and zero in a couple of days, but that was a hell of a call. I didn't see fucking Mark Ziegler doing it, <laughs> Mister Perfect. <laughs> Mister Perfect, Mark Ziegler. That's so fucking funny. Okay, so here's the deal. A couple things. Okay. One is people are starting to talk about the excitement, and they are getting mm -hmm. national attention. Yeah, I mean, ESPN's talking. It they're, was great last night. They were even on PTI. Oh, were they? Yeah, which you're like, okay, well, there you go. Now people are talking nationally about a San Diego team. Nice. But obviously, the, the biggest team in San Diego, of course, is the Padres. Yep. And I don't know what the fuck's going on with the Padres, which is funny how many times those words actually come out of our mouths. Mm -hmm. But the Tatis thing is crazy as hell. 
Yeah. Where they come out and say, Preller, he's our shortstop. He's never going to do anything but play shortstop. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you got Tatis out here in the outfield taking balls in the outfield. Well, I asked Woods about that tonight. Yes. Because I heard Kevin AC, and I know a lot of you right now. <laughs> Look, he's on the beat. Yep. And his job is to make phone calls. Kevin was on, I think he was on with Mike and Judd yesterday. Did you hear that? No, I did not. So what day are we on? Wednesday? My days are all screwed up. So Tuesday morning, uh, the 11th, he was on with Mike and Judd. And I thought I thought Mike and Judd really did a good job because Kevin was kind of thinking they were going to talk a whole thing. And, and Costin Richards kept it on this Tatis story and kudos to those guys because that really is the story yeah what Kevin said yesterday was having checked around and talked to a lot of people nobody in the organization had come to Tatis and talked to him about playing the outfield so nobody had and he said in his opinion Kev's opinion that should tell you how really how serious they were on Lindor or any of these other deals because he said it was never talked about. I believe Tatis's agent is Dan Lozano. Okay. Same agent maybe as Machado. I could be wrong on that. But I feel like that's what was said in the interview. Um, so then I asked Steve tonight because there was a bunch of things going on. It's one of the reasons I called him. And I said, hey, man, what, what did I miss today with Tatis in the outfield? Yeah. Now, the way Steve saw it, and as much as I goof around, I trust him on this stuff. He said that he felt like it was just kind of an opening day. Everybody down there getting loose, goofing around, shagging balls in right field. And he said, I wouldn't make too much of it. So, like I said, we fuck around with Woods all the time. But I called him tonight to get a, a legit read from him. And that was his read on it today. Like, what he saw, what he heard talking to people is that it's just first day, guys yeah. getting loose, running around. So I, I didn't panic, but when I saw the story, I was like, well, what's going on? But AC told 1360 yesterday that, according to numerous people that he had talked to, it had never been, Tatis Jr. had never been asked about, are you willing to play the outfield if we're able to do this? That's You know, here's the deal. The guy is the most exciting guy on your team. Right. I mean, he is. We talked about it just the other day. And this guy could be a future $400 million player. Right. And Which is great. If you're a Padre fan and you're saying, man, this is the guy I'm most excited to watch in who knows how long. You mm -hmm. know? I mean, Machado is great to have. Big name. Everybody knows who Machado is. <clears throat> but Tatis, right now, you're looking at it as a guy that's only worn one major league uniform. Mm -hmm. And that's the Padres. And that's what we always think about Tony Gwynn. He's ours. You know? Yeah. He wore one major league uniform. He's our guy. And then so you, you sit there, and, and he's, he's so fucking exciting. I mean, he does things that other players don't do. He plays the game hard. So likable, Dave. Likable. You know, he's, the young kids love him. Uh, adults love him. He's, and he's a guy that gets national attention for mm -hmm. the way he plays the game. Um, you just My thing is you don't want to piss him off, whatever that might be. I yeah. don't know what it is. I don't know the guy. You don't want to piss him off. You want to keep him happy. You want him to sign an extension when his time is up. Mm -hmm. That's what you want. You want to keep him here for as long as you can. Yeah. Well, it, I just, again, I know a lot of people when you go, according to AC, <laughs> 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 oh, um, 
I don't know if I'm not following Casavell. Is Casavell still on social media? Did I drop that guy by accident? It's funny. I haven't seen anything in a while that you just said that. From AJ, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I like him. Yeah, it's funny you just said that. And I, Dennis Lynn's done a great job. Yep. But I would... I don't I don't hype thirteen sixty too often. I really did. I liked what those guys did focusing on the Tatis to the outfield and how big of a story is it. And Kevin said yesterday that they haven't approached Tatis in his opinion. And so that yeah. I, I just think Dave um Yeah, I like I like Tatis at short. I like Machado yeah. at third. And, and I just do. I'd, I'd much rather they clear up the catcher position than anything else. Yeah, AJ has uh, has been posting. He's a, he, oh, okay. he has a, you're, I just looked it up. He's been doing. I just haven't been seeing it either. I haven't run into yeah. or noticed. Um, yeah, there there are a couple questions. You're right. The catching position, the center field position, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of want to know what what's the answer. Understand opening days. You know, more than six weeks away. I got all that stuff, but. Fans love to play the game, and I think if you're a Padre fan right now, and you sit and you look at people's uh, projections mm-hmm. and predictions of where they think they're going to be, a lot of people are saying this team's second place. God, a lot, which is surprising to me. I hate right. to say it. I don't see the 83 wins, and I don't see second place. But a lot of people are saying second place ahead of the Diamondbacks. And here's wow. the deal. I mean, let's be honest here. Take the Padres and Dodgers out of it. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the fuck the Diamondbacks or Rockies are yeah, going to do, right? True. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, how many people thought the Rockies, who were the year before, were playing the, the game 163 for right. the division, and all right. of a sudden, the next year, they're fighting for last place with the Padres. You can't figure them out, and with the Diamondbacks, you can't exactly figure them out. They don't have Granky, but they improved the team also offensively and through their pitching stuff. Well, I'll tell you this. Like Again, with everything, it's been a crazy couple of days. And so there's a group of about 20 guys uh, at my job, day job, that were saying, hey, uh, we have a connection at the Padres. One of my buddies used to work for the Players Association. He goes, hey, um, send out a group email. Look, let me know on opening day. We're probably looking at about 30 bucks a ticket. Um, but this is kind of where we're at. What we can do, just give me a heads up. We'll, we'll go for it. Yeah. And I'm taking my kids on the Saturday night. We're going to the Saturday night game. It's like some giveaway. And so I was sitting there. I go, well, last year was pretty cool. It was Machado and Tatis day one. I took them out of school. It was great. I'm not doing that again this year. And I said to my buddies at work, I go, hey, man, I think you guys are good to go. I'll hang back. It'll be a mellow day. I'll cover it. They're like, well, bullshit. That ain't happening. You're going. I was like, oh. I'm like, well, (laughs) I have limited sick time because I'm checking out early and coming in late after Pearl Jam. And they're like, we don't give a shit. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm in. So I'm going. Good. And then I was like, well, I'm not driving to Carlsbad and then turn around driving downtown for a one o'clock start. So that's why I called Steve tonight, too. I go, hey, do you know what your plan is? opening day he goes yeah fuck i'll be on till probably 10 and then i'm done just hanging out i go fuck sweet i go i'm coming down early hang out in the gas lamp Good. like you and i yeah. used to do uh if you want to go we'll get you in on the group one o'clock pitch and come down hang out but um but all of a sudden Dave, you go yeah 48 hours ago i was yep. like now nah, i'm gonna go to the saturday night game 
And now you go, all right, yeah, I'll go to opening day. Go with a bunch of really, really good dudes. Cool. And then see Steve and Ben and, and Polly in the morning and then just make a day of it. You go, yeah, all right, I'm in. I'm looking forward to it. I would love that. I would love that. And the only way, I mean, Dave, that's that's putting a lot on Garrett Richards. Yep. That Garrett Richards is going to be the guy. That Zach Davies is going to be the guy. That Luke Casey is going to be ready to make the next step. Right. Yeah. That you're you're all in on Paddock. That Paddock's gonna. I mean, Paddock's telling everybody that'll listen. He's going to be the opening day guy, which would be great. I would think it's his job to lose. Um, and then who am I missing? I I said Lucchese, Richards, Zach Davies, Paddock, Lament. Oh yeah, Lament. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I mean, let let's call out what needs to happen this year. It, a lot of focus is on Will Myers. Yeah. To me, Will Myers is a dipshit. He just everybody says he's a good guy, but man, when when you just when you can't figure it out, yeah, it makes me crazy. But the guy who needs to figure it out on this team 100% is Eric Hosmer, in my opinion. Yeah, well, it's you're right. He needs to figure it out. And people are Machado and Myers. Put some heat on Hosmer, man, offensively and defensively. Like, dude, play like the guy we need you to be. I don't know if he can. I mean, honestly, I don't know if he can play any better. I mean, you look at his age, and we all know that here's a guy that's going to be 30 years old, and I don't know what's happened the last couple of years, but traditionally your prime is between, what, 27 and 30? Yeah. And you sit there and go, you look at the last couple of years, and you go, what the fuck? Because when I look at Hosmer, I don't look at lack of effort. I just look at a guy that's just not coming through. When I look at Myers, uh, I look at a lack of effort guy. I'll give you that. I get it. I mean, but, have you ever looked at Hosmer and go, man, this guy's jaking it? No, I've never felt yeah, that. Yeah, me neither. But you go, I mean, he. When you find out, I mean, again, I don't know these goddamn metrics and shit, but when they tell you defensively he's the worst first baseman in baseball, you go, how did that happen? Yeah, how'd that happen? How did that fucking happen? You feel like he's more mobile than the Garve. Yeah. And the Garve never made an error. The Garve just stood there and said, throw me the ball. <laughs> don't mess up my, and I, I'm you not know, being a. No, a, you, you aren't. Here, here's, here's something funny. I'm going to throw a couple numbers at you, and let, let's pretend it's 1985, Okay. okay. We aren't saying Garvey, but let's say it's 1985. Mm -hmm. If I tell you your first baseman was going to hit 22 home runs, he was going to knock in 99 runs, <clears throat> he was going to have 29 doubles, you go, I'll fucking take it, right? Mm -hmm. That was Hosmer's numbers What's last year. What's the average? And then his batting average was 265. Mm. That 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 you'd go you'd like to sit close in the two eighties at least, but, but yeah. two sixty five. Still, when you look at the power numbers, because back in the day, anything more than 20 home runs was a pretty sure. fucking good year. But looking at the juice ball and what yeah. everyone else is doing, you're going, right. well, that's Nine not home that runs. Yeah. And then stats have changed. All of a sudden, those aren't the stats people are looking at. They're yeah. looking at OPS, and they're looking at everything else, you mm -hmm. know? But when you hear 99 RBIs, you're going, man, that's pretty damn good. I just uh, – I think we were doing this when that deal went down. There, I, I just – I was like, just let them go to the Royals. Like, you got other guys to play first base. I wasn't all in on it. And I'm sorry, there's just never a time when you hear, now betting Eric Hosmer, where in your mind you're thinking, boy, I wish I could tell the pitcher right now, hey, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it's about to be a bad night. You're like, eh, 
Or with Tatis or yeah, Machado. Of course. Uh, you can go, all right, and that's it. And I don't know, man. I felt like when he played for the Royals, you watch and you said, this guy, well, it may not be a home run. Yeah. It felt like you go, this guy can be a difference maker. This guy can make a difference and is going to either get on base, he's going to move the runner from first to third, right? I mean, Good clubhouse I, guy. Sure. Um, I never felt like him like a pool holtz or a trout no. where you go, he's going to come up and hit it 600 feet. But I just, I've never once felt like, here he comes. <laughs> oh, you guys are fucked. You're done. You're about to be Haas's bitch. You go, oh, he's a shrug. He's a guy. The one that is crazy the last couple of years, because they both came from Kansas City, mm-hmm. is Moustakas, who was only yeah. getting paid $6 million <laughs> right. a year. Yeah. And you look at his numbers and you're like, fuck. You know? Right. That would have been the one. What a bargain. $6 million bucks for this yeah. guy putting up those numbers. Yeah, that's a hell of a bargain. Yeah, not a bad glove. Yeah, and watch the numbers he puts up in that small park in Cincinnati. Oh, my God. He might hit 80. <laughs> Don't get no. crazy. Here's the, the one thing. The more that sticks in my mind that, I, I again, I'm dying to know all the specifics on this David Price deal, what would have happened if he came to the Padres. Mm-hmm. Because more and more as people make the argument about David Price, he never pitched in the National League. You know, yeah. there's only been – that maybe I'll surprise you. You never know. And I know the money's huge. You're talking $100 million through that contract. But, man, when I watched David Price today, I watched mm-hmm. the press conference when they introduced Mookie and Price. First of all, yeah. I, I love the fact that Price never made it sound like, well, you know, they made the trade to get me here. He knows that they made yeah. the trade to get Mookie here. And then he was he was cool as shit. I mean, talking about being – the, uh, a family guy and Mookie was saying, oh, look, all, all I was concerned about was finding a place to live. And David Price is like, look, I got two little kids. He goes, yeah. nothing's a big deal. He goes, I've been traded before. I know how this yeah. works. For him, it's a big deal. He's only known Boston. And he goes, for me to come here, growing up in Nashville with another guy who grew up in Nashville, with two other guys on the team and Walker Bueller and Matt Beatty, both from Nashville. He goes, they're four guys. We all grew up in the same neighborhood. He goes, all of a sudden, I feel at home. He goes, That's we won cool. the World Series right in this park. He was, everything he said, you'd go, but that was pretty cool. And it, yeah. I sit there and I look at the pods, and I understand $100 million is a huge gamble. I, I understand it's ridiculous. It's a huge risk. But I'm like, the Padres could use a guy that maybe surprises some people. Who knows? If he ends up with a great year, you're going to kick yourself. Well, I was going to say – Price can go. I mean, you're paying him fifteen a year. Yeah, you're right. Because the Red so Sox like picked 40, up half of it. Yeah, it's like fifteen million bucks or forty-eight yeah. million dollars or whatever the fuck it is. So I don't think Dave that you look at and you go in nineteen twenty is it that big a deal? No, he could pitch really, really well. But then you've got, or or I'm sorry, in in the twenty season, yeah, twenty twenty is it that big a deal? No, probably not. He could be really, really good. But then the twenty one year could be a challenge and then you go shit now we're on the hook for 15 million in 22 yep and that's the year to me that you look at because uh you still have that's the third year of myers right uh the fifth year of hosmer still at that money it's your whatever that is your fourth year i think of machado we'd be at so that's a lot of dough it's a lot of dough and you're gonna have to start thinking about ideally What's Paddock going to make? What's Tatis going to make? Right? Where you at on some of these other guys? And I just don't know for them. 
I don't think so much, Dave, it's the first year of that deal, and it may not be that big a deal of the second year, but that third year at $15 million might have been something to be concerned yeah. about. And one thing about Mookie Betts, obviously we, we talk a lot about him. I know Padre fans look him up like crazy because there's talk he could have come here. I'm listening to people on MLB Network saying mm -hmm. he, he's Willie Mays. Like he, uh, he, here's the, the number or the, the saying they said about him that surprised me because we know the history of the Boston Red Sox. They said the best Boston Red Sox player since Ted Williams. So wow. I was thinking Carl Yastrzemski would be the guy they would say was the best since Carl, which is, well, you know, we're talking a Hall of Famer, Carlton Fisk. You're talking all these guys. They Fred said, Lynn, Jim Rice. Yeah. They said, they said, um, Ted Williams. I mean, they just think he's the greatest thing going, yeah. only 27 years old. Amazing player, man. But, I mean, I don't know. The pods don't have the benefit of making $8 billion over your TV yes. deal, right? You just don't. And and you already have a lot of money on the books. And the Dodgers, who have done an amazing job with homegrown guys coming up, making a difference, yeah, uh, are going to have that dough. And, and Andrew Friedman, if he picked his shot, and this is going to be a shot. I mean, Preller picked his shot and went and got Machado. Yep. And... Yeah, okay. Pretty pretty strong move, man. And when you look at what the market was for Trout and what it was for Mookie, you want to believe that the market that you got on Machado is going to be really, really competitive within two years. Uh, that's assuming Machado doesn't throw in the towel in August and September like a lot of people feel like he did last year. But, but yeah, you just... Yeah, you wish you could go back and you wish Myers was off the books and you wish Hosmer was off the books and a couple other things were off and then maybe it's a different story. But unfortunately, you're on the hook to those guys for $40 million for the next couple of years and, and you just you, you can't get around it. Let's see what happens. All right, here we go. Let's play the fun game here. All right, okay? let's go. And you can't say I'm going to pass. you got to choose every one I'm of in. these. Okay. We're going to start off with, and some of these might sound wrong. Don't worry about it. It's the way the show okay. goes. Katie Couric. Okay. Or Princess Diana. Um, and it's just who would I do? Who yeah. would I bet? Which one would you do? And we aren't doing brackets. It's not like that. Yeah. I don't have it figured out that way. We're just going one on one, all the way down the list. Um uh, Princess Diana. And would you really? Yeah, I'll tell you well, not today, How but <laughs> but Yeah. Because there was a very funny thing in the L.A. Times about uh, after the Oscars the other night. And it was they took a complete shot at Katie Couric because she was walking through and somebody was vaping or smoking weed and yeah. some party. And she's like, secondhand smoke, look out. <laughs> and then they said, and then Katie Couric walked away laughing at her own joke. I was like, God damn, L.A. Times. She's right up my alley. Yeah, take it down a notch. Um, yeah, I'm going to take uh, a healthy and alive uh, Princess Diana. <laughs> healthy and alive. All right, here we go. Okay. Susie Waldman or Rhea Perlman? <laughs> the Yankee announcer? The Yankee announcer. Oh, fuck. Uh, Rhea Perlman. Oh, my God. There's no way you can't be better than Danny DeVito. <laughs> no way. I still don't like Susie Waldman just from her Susan. bullshit. It's not Susie Waldman. I call her Susie. It's Susie. I, I don't like her because 
of her line she used in 98 at the World Series. When she was sharing our offices at KFMB during yeah. the 98 World Series, she was on the phone talking to someone back in New York right next to me, ripping the fuck out of San Diego. It was what, pretty boring at that time. Yeah, what a shitty well, city it was. Can't even find a cab. You like, can't. Because we all drive, you dumb bitch. Yeah. Let's relax. Just relax. All right. God dang. Okay, here's one. All right. Goldie Hawn or Phoebe Cates? Oh, come on. It's not even close. Have you seen Phoebe Cates lately? Doesn't matter. Again. Awful. Like. Awful. Looks like she got stung by eight bees. No. Like, Kurt Russell's got a little bit of game. Like, you better be on your game. You better fucking take your GNC. But, come on. Kevin Klein? Come on. Phoebe <laughs> Cates. I'm guessing Goldie Hawn's great in the sack. What's Goldie Hawn's daughter's name again? Uh, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson, right there. How yeah. I always rip on um, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Kate Hudson, great in the sack. All right. Every guy freaks out when she breaks up with him. You ever notice? Oh. They man. all panic. I don't know what the hell she does, but she knows what she, she's doing. She's got magic. She's, <laughs> she, she knows what she's doing. As I'm they guessing. said about a couple of girls that went to San Diego High School, they got a little sugar in their pants. <laughs> magic down there. Magic. Right, I You're going to like it. Another right, bad in the sack list for you. It has to be Brooke Shields. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, badly. Badly. All right, here we go. Olivia okay. Newton-John, Angie Dickinson. Angie Dickinson today. <laughs> I don't care how old she is. 100%. I think William Devane's on her resume. Uh, I don't care. I'm in right now. Who was she up against? She was with Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. No doubt. Angie Dickinson is going to leave me shake, rattled, and rolled. No <laughs> doubt. You know, oh, you know who it, loves this segment right now? Uh, Larry King? Steve Arissima. <laughs> I love Stevie Verissimo. Oh my god! That's my fucking guy right there. That's my boy. By the way, when the show ended on Monday, he reached out to me and he said, "I'm a sponsor kid. How much for a uniform?" Fucking guy's the greatest. Yeah, he is. I, uh, we are gonna get together uh, our group to to go to a Padre game, and I would like to do it, Verissimo meaty miserable padre yeah. fan we'll bring that old sack of shit leisure fryer who goddamn laid me out today when he reminded woods i had completely forgot this goddamn leisure killed me today when he reminded steve woods that on the first day of ben and woods i had stern on i didn't even listen <laughs> <laughs> uh but i hope we can do it on a day when steve would come out yeah. and because he's living in arizona right now dude that's a uh, but him and Meaty are related yeah. somehow. Is that right? Him? Okay, hang on. Him and Meaty are related. I think Craig's Steve's nephew. No way. Yes. That's the craziest thing and I ever then, heard. I think Pointer Dave is in that. Dude, you and I would have been so. I love the Point Loma dudes. Yeah. Billy, Pete and Point Loma, Meaty, um, Pointer Dave, Stevie V. Uh, all those guys. Yeah. I just, I fucking, that whole group is so great. And then Leisure and Miserable and and uh, Amazing and all you guys. So we're just going to find a night. I don't know when it'll be, but we'll find a night. I'm just going to be like, all right, I bought a ticket yeah. section. 129 is yeah. wide open. Just buy a ticket or just fucking come hang out. Well, it's a shame Miserable Padre fans going to miss it because he fucking told everyone how to block me. So when we announce it, he won't know. 
He won't be able to figure it out, dipshit. Well, he still follows me. Fuck face. Why did he block you? Who, not only did he block me, he told everyone how to block me. Like, there's this new way of how to block me. I was like, this asshole. I'm the only guy that's had his back. How do people always know, like, who blocked him? I have no, I have no idea. Now, why do you care? Like, no, I really I'm not don't saying care. you. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying yeah. you specifically. I'm just saying I see more people get their feelings hurt. Yeah, because Costa blocked him. Did you see Costa's bullshit? I know we're uh, playing the yeah, game. I'll yeah, get it's back fine. to it. His fucking tweet today, where he thanked Aztec Nation yeah. for letting him play a small part. What fucking part did he play? He led the 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 crowd. He led the show. Oh, did he really? He actually did a pretty good job. Was it on? Did you see him yeah, on I did. TV? It was uh, no, it wasn't on TV. Damn, put that shit on TV. It was uh, Judd had it, I think, on his post. But it was Costa with the mic getting the crowd going. I believe no we will win. No way. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Well, it's shit. Okay, good. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? That's why I put <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman up. <laughs> I didn't know Mike. Oh, I want to see that. If somebody has that uh, and you, you have a close, like I know you all have lives yeah. to live. Oh, I, I would dig seeing that. That's really yeah. great. I bet he was great at that. All right. Well, but, good. I'm not going to apologize to him, but at least I know. Because I was like, what the fuck did you do? Like, that's why I wrote to you. I'm like, yeah. hey, read this last line. What shit. the fuck I didn't, By the way, I read your thing before I saw what he did. Andrew Dickinson, by the way, is 88. I Tonight. <laughs> You'd break her hip. you goddamn right I would. I would pound her into the sand. Oh, be the best night of my life. You heard it, Jack and Cade. <laughs> Better than November 2nd, 07. Oh, my gosh. All oh. Right. Here we go. All right. Pam Greer, Jane Kennedy. Oh, that's not fair. Those should be split up. Those should be split up. Boy, oh, boy. I'll tell you what. When I was about, well, going back to Angie Dickinson. Yeah. When I was a kid, I saw Dress, well, I saw Big Bad Mama first. <laughs> it's one of the greatest movies ever made with Angie. And then I saw, I think, Coffee with Pam Greer. Whatever movie she was in, prison. God, she was naked in jail a lot. Is that lot. right? All the time. Wow. Choking chicks out <laughs> in that shower. <laughs> Shit. Um, I'm going to take Pam Greer because having Leon Isaac Kennedy on your resume, although that movie he was in, God, he was only in one movie. I love that movie. Like, uh, Penitentiary? Yeah. Oh, that was a fucking great. He was great in that movie. <laughs> Oh, I may have to rethink this. Um, Pam Greer was great in Jackie Brown, too. Yeah, she was. Where is Jane Kennedy? Where Dude, she you? looks terrible. Gosh, she looks so bad. Damn it. I'm going to go Pam Greer. Okay, I knew you'd say Pam Greer. All right, here's a tough one, and this has to be them today, not in the 80s. Okay. Terry Gar, Kathleen Turner. Fuck. <laughs> That's right. I just cut my own dick off and throw it out right. the window. Right. What was the movie where, what was the show where Kathleen Turner plays a guy? Right now, she could play a guy every day of the week. Have you heard her? She sounds like she smokes 80 packs of cigarettes. She sounds like what fucking Steve Woods is going to sound like in 20 years. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bang Terry Gar, and then you guys <laughs> will never see me again. <laughs> I will... Uh, I remember this movie when I was a kid. It was like a made-for-TV movie with Dick Van Dyke where he was a drunk. Yeah. 
and there was like this scene where he had like an orange like button up like work shirt and like I just and like tan khakis and he's like he's all unshaven and he's all disheveled he's just walking the beach he's a fucking dipshit <laughs> uh, that'll be me after fucking Terry Gar <laughs> just walking IB barefoot just nothing but Tijuana sewage between my toes I won't know fucking what I'm doing. <laughs> I got a few more of these. Oh, great. Kim Basinger, Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm Kim Basinger. Really? Yeah. I was thought Kim Basinger was smoking hot. It'll be great. And then I'm going to call Alec Baldwin and say, guess where I am? Guess where I am? It's <laughs> great, man. I am. I love Alec Baldwin. That's my guy. All right. Two more. All right. Sally Field or Cher? Oh, Damn. I was going to surprise you with Sally Field, but I was not expecting. Oh, yeah, Cher. You're going to Cher. I, yeah, I knew 100%. it. 100%. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves, man. <laughs> All right. Last one. This one, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a tough one or not, but I, I would bet my house on which way you're going to go. Okay. Demi Moore yeah. or Victoria Principal? Oh, God damn. This is like an all-star game. This one is. It got a little bit better. Your options got better. Ah, uh, Shit. Demi Moore was great on Stern. What a cool chick. Yep. She was cool. But there ain't no, there's only one Victoria Principal, Dave. Yes. That's it. I knew it. That's who I would have said you were taking. Yeah. Goddamn right. What was the movie again that uh, Demi Moore with Woody Harrelson? Indecent Exposure? No, Indecent Proposal. Oh, yeah. That was it. It was, uh, I remember when I worked with, uh, I think it was Steve Mason at the time. Yeah. When that movie came out. And <laughs> yeah. he was like, dude, they can never make this movie with guys. Because guys would fucking have sex for onion rings. Right. <laughs> like, right. You don't need the million dollars. Hey, when Vera was like, you want to come over? I'm like, again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're goddamn right. I'm at the front door. Hear that scratching? Oh, that ain't gosh. Flaky the cat. Oh, my baby God. Doll. Baby doll. <laughs> baby doll. <laughs> If I gave you, if you were single, not yeah. married to your lovely wife, yeah. If I gave you twenty five bucks and free dinner at uh, that fucking uh, eight mile casino where Woods goes, <laughs> free dinner, <laughs> and uh, and a brand new Lakers hat, yeah, <laughs> no liquor hat, thanks. Uh. And you only had to tell four people. Could you bang Vera? I think I'd bang Vera over Kathleen Turner. <laughs> and definitely over Kathy Bates. <laughs> and it'd be the greatest night of her life. What about your life? Be, be, oh, be, okay, what? <laughs> well, besides, if Vera had a list of her her number one, Alan Horton's number one on her 100%. list. hundred percent. Oh, my Tito Trinidad. How many times were we doing the show and she'd write to us, is Alan single? <laughs> Jesus. Over and over. Right, worst now, day of her life was when Alan got married. God damn it, Alan. Second worst day is when he moved to Minnesota. Yeah, God. <laughs> What'd she ever do to you? God, it's terrible. She was um, aching for Alan. Who are the four people that you would tell? Because that's part of the deal oh, to get Jesus. your new Laker hat. Does that have to be people that I actually know? Or could I just yeah. walk downtown? No, you can't just go to the mall. <laughs> can't go to Plaza Bonita. Oh, okay. 
Well, easily. The four people I would tell, I'd have to tell you. Yeah, you're goddamn right. I, I would tell be. Alan Horton. Yeah, God, yeah. I would tell Brian Wilson. Yeah. And I would tell Brian Heap. Because all you guys <laughs> knew it right from the beginning. What about uh, what about Chip Armstrong? He oh, yeah. yeah, I would call Chip. All I would right, tell that's him. good. I would throw Chip one. I'd tell God. him. God, do you think he'd be able to tell us straight or would you be crying? <laughs> God damn it. I don't know why I fucked her. I'd be like that scene in... Uh, Oh, fuck, I'm drawing a blank. The Woody Harrelson movie, the bowling movie, uh, Kingpin. Kingpin, yeah. Remember he has to fuck that chick for his rent? Yeah. And he's just throwing up in the toilet, and she's like, you know you liked it. And she's fucking smoking a cigarette That's on the it. bed. And she, goes, ah. she does a thing with her tongue. He's just puking in the toilet. I think Vera would be nothing but class because no. I love her. Yeah, we all love Vera. She's the greatest, man. <laughs> and her little sassy mouth, little, what was that, niece? She have a niece yeah, yeah. that little yeah, sassy yeah. Yeah, mouth? Yeah, that's true. Though? That's true. Fuck it, Vera. All right, before we play, how old are they and how much are they worth? I want to mention Brian Curry. Brian Curry is your guy. He's the guy selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. He's the guy that won the President's Elite Award with Caldwell Banker, top 1% internationally. He's really good at what he does. I don't know what you're waiting for. you got to call Brian Curry right now. I'm telling you, I'm currently working with Brian. We're going to put the house back up on the market next month and figure out what neighborhood we're going to possibly move to. But I tell you, he told something the other day that was crazy to me. Not only what neighborhood do you want to live in, what street do you want to yeah, live on? I like that. I tell you, he goes above and beyond. He's really good at what he does. Brian can help you out. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. It is really, really great. Uh, and I'm hearing stories about people, <coughs> former family members, that are just, uh, I, I just, uh, there's just people that are just dumb. They're just dumb in the world. And they ca are trying to buy a house, and they can't figure it out, and they don't know where they want to go. They find a house in Valley Center, and then they're like, well, maybe we should be in Spring Valley. And I'm like, well, yeah, they're right fucking next to each other. Why wouldn't you? And listen, I told them all. A month ago, I go, you know how your life's a lot fucking easier? You call Brian Curry. Yep. And this is a prime mm -hmm. example of people that thought they know more than they don't. And they're in over their head. And now they're frustrated and scared and everything else. And I just sit there and I couldn't give less of a shit. <laughs> I really couldn't. <laughs> I gave you the answer. I gave all of you guys the answer. Buying a house and selling a house is not as simple as just putting a fucking flyer up at the laundromat. Exactly. You got to have the A-team on your side. And who's the A-team? My man, BC. ABC. Absolutely. How you like that? I wrote that. That was really good. Brian Curry. Nobody does it better. And listen, do you want to call people and tell them your concerns and have them go, wow, and then hang up and go, dumb shit? <laughs> or do you want to, because that's what I did today. 100% what I did today. BC knows who I'm talking about. Because I told him, I go, look, I'm going to try my best, but they're dumb as dumb. Or do you want to have the peace of mind to go on and live your life and know that when you need to sell your house, it'll be done correctly. And more importantly, when you're trying to buy the house, you're not going to try to determine, well, should I be in Valley Center or Spring Valley? Brian will help you out making the decisions that's right for you, your family, your pets, yep. your kids, 
your commute, everything that goes into it, nobody knows it better. Absolutely. Also, with that perfect house comes a perfect pool. Tailored made pools. Alan Taylor's your guy. More than 20 years in San Diego. Full remodels and commercial and residential new equipment and repairs. Pool resurfacing and installation. Look, take all the hard work out of it. Let Alan Taylor do it. This is what he's great at. He's great at designing pools. Ran into someone yesterday that just moved into the neighborhood, and I asked him a question about his family. He goes, well, the first thing my wife wants, she wants a pool. I go, I got a guy. I got a guy that's the best in the business, and he said, give me the number. So he's calling Taylor and Made Pools, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Well, it all ties together. And if you are one of the first five people to order a tailor-made pool between now and Valentine's Day, you will get a discount on the Angie Dickinson-shaped pool going in your backyard. (laughs) And I'm sorry, I can't think of a better way to welcome spring and summer than looking at the gorgeous outline of Pepper from Police Woman. (laughs) And if any of you want to challenge me, you can, but you'd be wrong. It's fantastic. And maybe you like some of the other lovely ladies we talked about tonight. Sally Field. Yes. Terry Gar. Pam Greer. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> treasure. Hottest thing on the planet. And saving the best for last, we can do a Vera pool too. <laughs> but it starts with a phone call. The TaylorMade Pool's got to hustle. It's the first five people to do it between now and Valentine's Day. By the way. Yep. Was anybody out today? Like, I'm off tomorrow. I have the rare day off in the middle of the week. We'll head down to the Doubletree and support our friend Kyle Kraska for the blood drive. But what an insanely perfect day in San Diego. Yeah. And it's only going to be better tomorrow and next week and next month after that. Man, if you're sitting around and you're laying in the backyard picking cactus out of your feet, that's your fault. Well, that's your fault, dummy. It ain't my fault. I'm giving you the option how to fix it. Can you imagine anything better than just hanging out back by the pool? It's Padre- California life. Yeah. Pottery games out the radio. Our man Ted Leitner, Jesse Agler, and the team. Nothing better, but it starts with a call to tailor-made pools. Absolutely. Also, Dan Williams wants to help you get into that perfect house. That's what Dan's goal is right now for 2020. All you have to do is you can call Dan. He'll tell you, walk you through the steps. A lot of people think it's impossible to get into that perfect home. Mm-hmm. Get out of the market where you're renting. Look, throwing your money away every single month, it takes you nowhere. You fall deeper and deeper into that hole where you say, man, my money isn't going anywhere. Year after year, you guys know what it's like. Dan wants to help walk you through the process of what it takes to get into that perfect home. It's not as much down as you possibly think it is. Make sure you get in touch with Dan again. Dan Williams is our friend. It's Daniel at San Diego Lending.us or call 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Well, I talked to Dan today, had a nice conversation with him, and I said, Dan, uh, I'm trying to find a little financial freedom, a little financial flexibility. What do you think? He goes, I got perfect advice for you. Stop opening emails that say, here's your pre-sale code. <laughs> that, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> and I said, God damn, Dan, where were you two days ago? It would have saved me a thousand bucks. He goes, well, you're on your way right now because as soon as that Luke Bryan email comes, <laughs> just move it. Move it to spam and you'll be fine. Here's the one thing that Dan won't tell you, but I'm going to say to you, his book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, has been such a great resource for me. It's a great resource for you, but it should be used 
to take you to the next level so that you can buy a house and establish roots in this amazing city for you and your family. It's not just, hey, how do I pay off my credit card so I can head down to the dispensary and buy $48 worth of weed because I need the dough? Think big, goddammit. That should be the title of his new book. Think big, goddammit. <laughs> so. Dude, tell me you aren't buying that. I would. Yeah, what's in this? But I'm afraid that some of you are not seeing the big picture. And because Dan's such a good guy, he's not interested in just helping you get your credit score from 411 to 477. So you can get signed off to pay rent. In Imperial Valley. Fuck that. (laughs) You can find that shit on YouTube. I'm talking about the legit people that want to make a difference, that want to take the next step for you and for your family. You want to find a way to establish a financial plan that will give you steady credit and then allow you to get into your house, especially if you are a member of the military. Man, what Dan does for those of you that have done so much for us it's outstanding. 858-688-6813. San Diego slash Dave and Jeff. Get those books for free. Call Dan and establish that plan. But respectfully, if your plan is like, hey, you know what? I'd like to move from ramen to macaroni and cheese. Dan's busy. Okay? Call respectfully. Yes. Yeah. Call somebody else. But if you're looking to say, hey, I want to buy a condo, I want to buy a house but I need to get a few ducks in order in order to do that. Yeah. Nobody better than Dan. 858-688-6813. Also, don't forget about Kyle Fluger. The perfect website for you is just around the corner. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. He's so busy because Jeff is throwing new ideas at him every yep. single day. But look, he might be able to fit you in. 619-500-6621. Uh, brand new website. Kyle and I are developing. And it's really fun. It's talking about the all of the actresses that we mentioned tonight. And the website is, holy shit, I didn't know she got naked.com. <laughs> holy shit, I didn't know she got naked.com. And every day you're going to be so excited as you find different random pictures, except for, of course, the Aaron Andrews video, because we have respect. We do not support keyhole videos. But if anybody showed up on HBO Cinemax, yeah, I know Mr. Skin's out there. But we're going to find a different way to do it. It'll be a lot more entertaining, a lot more affordable. <laughs> Holy shit, shegotnaked.com coming to uh, coming to your web soon. I love it. That's awesome. You like that? <laughs> That's awesome right there. Yes. All right. It's time for how old are they and how much are they worth? I'm nervous. Okay, All let's right. go. Since, since President's Weekend is coming up, God. number one. How, yeah. how old was Abraham Lincoln when he died? Uh, crazy, right? Uh, yeah, crazy is right. How old was he when he died, and how old would he be today? <laughs> I don't have any idea how old he would be today. I think he was only like 47 when he died. 46. God He, he looked like he was 66, right? Right? Yes. Well, I tell you what, you're spending a year up all night fucking that little Mary Todd Lincoln. <laughs> he was. He was. He was a coxman. He had four kids. God damn. Mary Todd Lincoln, when's the last time you Googled a picture of her? Dude, I did it the other day. It was really weird. I looked up the whole thing on John Wilkes of Booth. Yeah. Could, how old do you think he was when he shot him? Uh, he was like 30. He was 26. 
26. 26. So I, I looked up this whole thing. Cocksucker. Which I, which, <laughs> here's the crazy thing. Yeah. As I looked up this whole thing on the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. They were supposed to kill Abraham Lincoln. They're okay. supposed to kill the vice president. They're supposed yeah. to kill like Secretary of State. Andrew supposed Johnson? To, yeah. Doesn't need yeah. Guy? Yeah. And and yeah. they're supposed to kill like, like four guys. Okay. Yeah. The four main guys. The guy who was supposed to kill Andrew Johnson fucking got drunk and passed out. Never made it. Oh, shit. <laughs> real, real class guy. That's it. Couldn't follow through for shit. And I was like, what the hell? What the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's, what's going on? But yeah, Abraham Lincoln was only 46 when he died. God damn. I had no idea. For some reason, I thought he was in his 60s. Would you rather fuck Mary Todd Lincoln or a jackrabbit? <laughs> I gotta go marry Todd. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess I would too. <laughs> well, how about this? Would you rather fuck Mary Todd Lincoln or wrestle a honey badger? <laughs> God. Oh my um, gosh. All right. How old would he be today? Shit, I I don't even know. When the fuck was he killed? He, he would be he, I'll give you the answer if you want. You want to yeah. take a guess? Uh, the I'm gonna say he'd be 178. 211. God damn, he looked good. <laughs> he didn't. The one thing he never looked good. 211. He, he wow. never looked good. No. Yeah, he he didn't look good at all. Um. All right. So here we go. Next one up here. Okay. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Married Diane Ladd. Yeah, I think so. Josh Brolin's pretty good. Josh Brolin's good. Yeah, he's great. Uh, 52. Exactly right. 52. And Josh Brolin's like short. Like Abraham Lincoln's 6'4", which is crazy tall for back 211 years ago. Josh Brolin's like 5'6". No way. Yeah, short. Look that up. He's got to be (laughs) 6'2". He's a big dude, man. No, he's not. Tom Cruise is like 5'6". He's not. No way you're right on that. Josh Brolin was great in the movie uh, Milk. He was great. Oh, and you know what has him at 5'10"? All right, well, that's a little bigger than you, Adam. I thought he was 5'6". Five, 5'6"? Six. Five, six? Yeah. Fuck. Um, how much is he worth? Uh, $30 million. $35 million. Pretty yeah. close. All right. Not bad. Um, okay, so here we go. Next one on here. Uh, Christina Ricci. Oh, wow. Christina Ricci, I think older than I would have guessed originally when I was just going to blurt out 35. I'm going to say she's 47. 40. Oh, shit. My apologies. <laughs> shit. 40. Uh, 14 million. Christina Ricci is worth 18 million. You're yeah. on way off. Not bad at all. Not too bad. Quarterback, RG3. RG3. Uh, I'm going to say he's... I think this is going to surprise people. I'm going to say he's 29. 30. Mm. He was 29 yesterday. Yeah, he was. But he got rookie money, so he probably did all right there. I'm going to say he's worth $22 million. $23 million. Fuck! Pretty good. I think I win both showcases. All right, finally here, DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Former Murray. Dallas Cowboy. Yep. Uh, 28? 32. Really? Yeah, he's now the running backs coach at Oklahoma. Wow, and DeMarco Murray is probably worth, uh, let's call it, uh, I think if he was, uh, yeah, let's 
go uh, 18 million. 18 million is right. Yeah? Yep. Good job. Yeah, nailed it. 18 uh, million. Do you know, it's funny, when I look up these birthdays, so many of them are Instagram models that uh, show up. Do you know who Abigail Ratchford is? I've heard the name, okay. but, and I'm, I'm not hot. lying. Yeah, lives in LA, smoking hot. I'm not lying. I, I couldn't, you could put yeah. four pictures up, I don't okay. think. Does Sweeney follow her? Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's the best, man. I don't know if that makes him a perv or me a perv, because whenever I like it, after I like it, I always look, realize he liked it before I did. <laughs> Everybody. It, it's unbelievable. Every hot news chick, every hot Instagram model, Sweeney likes it first. It's always it's awesome. To, like, do you think he knows? That he knows that I'm a perv too? No, that he likes. <laughs> or does he know that we all know he's liking it? No, he has no fucking idea. He wouldn't do it if he knew that we all knew what he was doing. Did I just, uh, am I going to get yelled at by Woods and Costa tomorrow? We're like, dude, it's so great. It's I the just, best. I screen captured. It's always some chick <laughs> like a 14-inch waist and like a 90-inch rack. And it's always like, she's always in like Brazil or Belize. Yeah. yeah. And you just look S- out. Swing dog. <laughs> <laughs> You make some cooler in my mind. <laughs> like my sweet dog and 87,000 yeah, other people. That's You're exactly like, what shows up. And I just fucking screen capture it. And I go, hey, hey. I send it off to you, Stevie Woods. God damn it. It is so fucking funny. Yeah. yeah. No, he follows her. Yeah. Anyway, 28 years old, 4 million. I just, it's funny, though, when you look at celebrities, when I always look at these things up, how yeah. many of them are Instagram models? Like How do they make all their dough? Like, I don't get that. Like they, You see a lot of them take pictures with a drink in their hand. Okay. Or there'll be some kind of makeup thing right next to them, next to their bed or whatever else, and they probably make money off of that shit. No kidding. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it, it's that's the way it's going. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. Well, good on them. They're doing a service. <laughs> Dude, I wish br- they were around when I was in high school. They're bringing smiles. If they were around when I was in high school, I would have never got anything done. True. <laughs> 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 it only took you eight years to get to your state. Don't be so rough on yourself. Remember that shit? Oh, my god! We've gosh. been doing weekend shows in Palais. Like, hey, don't mention I got to go take a fucking... A bowling class. Yeah, bowling class. Because yeah. my parents listened to this thing. We weren't online. I don't know yeah. how they would have heard it. No, no. It, yeah, 100% right. Oh, but if they listened, did they post the shows no, after they, they we were done? Yeah, they were online. They, they got them through... Uh, you could listen live through the KFMB app. Yeah, don't... Uh, don't mention yeah. anything because my parents think I already have my degree. Uh, just 100% right. I started in 89 and I quit school like three times. I was already yeah. married with two kids. already had yeah. a job. I, I yeah. had no desire to finish, yeah. but I needed one more unit. And it ended up, I took a bowling class. Alan Horton would bowl with me. Yeah. He'd go with me and we'd just go bowling. You guys go bowling, find, always easy to park. Yeah. Yeah. Great time. <laughs> it was awful to park and we'd get in fights in the parking lot. But then that we'd, fucking we'd, guy, we'd hothead. Bowl. Yeah. I started in 89. I walked in 99. <laughs> so great um i am on my way to beautiful colorado springs yeah i invite hi Shuggy. i invite all of you saturday night on nbc tv there will be a stadium series game outdoor hockey colorado avalanche taking on your los angeles kings yep uh, it'll be outside at the Air Force Academy. Awesome. But I love when the NHL does this. Me too. They're, they're so cool. And instead of being at Coors Field or Mile High Stadium, where I think they've hosted games in the past, 
we're going to be at the Air Force Academy. So we're looking forward to that. So I will be there Saturday night doing that. And then uh, Sunday, Monday, I'll be in Denver with our old yeah. friend Julie Brownman. Monday night, Dave, where your Lakers were tonight. Uh, I'll be at Pepsi Center cool. for Avs and Tampa Bay. And then flying back into San Diego Tuesday night. So for any of you Patreon people like my man Stevie V, I think our plan is for next week is to still give you two shows. We'll probably just do them Wednesday and Thursday. We'll probably have to go back-to-back -back okay. nights. But uh, we want to make sure that for all the Patreon people, we get you uh, the shows you deserve and for all our boys. So uh, follow us on social media. Follow Dave. Follow me. And please, we don't say this enough. Follow Dan, follow TaylorMade Pools, follow Brian Curry. Man, Dan Dan Williams put out some great stuff today. Follow all of our sponsors, Kyle Fluger, and uh, they're the guys that keep this show going, and especially all of you good people for Patreon that kick a few bucks in each month. We sure do appreciate you guys. Dave, have a very safe weekend. Yeah, I can't wait to look forward to Dan's new book. Yeah. What was it again? Think big, goddammit. Think big, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> By the Iron time. Man, Dan Williams. Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, assuming I don't get hypothermia Saturday night outside at the Air Force Academy, we'll see you back here Wednesday night. Perfect. Perfect.